get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Insaner. Insaner. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Saluton, Estes me, Tyson Saner, welcoming you to episode 343 of Succotash, the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. Established 2011, with regular weekly updates since 2020. We've been able to do that here at Succotash mostly due to the fact that I share every other weekly hosting duties with show creator and executive producer Mark Hershon, who brought you clips last week in episode 342 from the Soundcasts, Extra Nuggets, Hollywood Gold, and The Downside, and also a recent episode of Monster Party, on which Mr. Hershon was a guest. You can find last week's episode along with our entire archive of episodes over at www.succotashshow.com or if you are currently listening to us or have downloaded us from any of the streaming slash downloading platforms from which you could do so, namely places like Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many more, um, that would work as well. This week, I've got clips from the soundcast known as Life is Short with Justin Long, Cinenation, and Hilo with Emrata. I've also decided to include a classic fake advertisement from a longtime fake sponsor who does not exist except on paper and in the hearts and minds of listeners. This episode will likely post on Valentine's Day, so I've chosen a special one that, well, you can decide how appropriate it is to the season once you hear it. So without further delay, let's get to the clips. First up, Life is Short with Justin Long from Wondery. Now, I've clipped this soundcast previously for episode 273, which dropped mid-October back in 2021. Its show description says, Is it just me or is time flying by? How do we make the most of our short time here on Earth? That's what we're here to find out. I'm Justin Long, and I've been an actor for most of my life, so I'm getting used to getting inside the heads of the characters I play. But now that I'm getting older, I'm 43 now, yikes, I want to peek inside the heads of real people to learn how they find meaning in life. I'm also very curious what their favorite snack food is and what emoji they use most often. You know, the really important stuff. Every episode, I'll get personal with all kinds of people, from actors to musicians to deep thinkers who fascinate me. My brother Christian is on hand each episode to keep me honest and occasionally remind me about some of the embarrassing things I've done over the years. Join us, or if you have more important things to do, that's okay too. Life is short. So I've clipped the episode from January 31st, 2023 with Dave Franco, and an emoji, the type of which I will not reveal, as it is indicative of a specific bit of information contained within each interview. Sorry for being so cryptic. I try to be spoiler-free in specific types of circumstances involving symbology. TMI? Anyway, the episode description says, Dave Franco, and then in parentheses, somebody I used to know, and Justin talk about their mutual love of cats, how he got into acting, and the benefits of working with his wife, Alison Brie. I should point out, Somebody I Used to Know is a movie that Dave Franco has just recently directed, starring his wife, Alison Brie. Clip I've selected is I'm talking a little bit about the movie and also being cat people. Putting out the fire. I don't know how the song goes. I laughed when I saw the cat in your movie, when I saw that that was like an integral part. Oh, of, sure. Um, yeah. Of somebody I used to know, which is which is so good. You you uh, I, I have so many questions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how did you get Alison Brie? <laughs> no, no. I, how did, what was it like? Um, was that difficult working with, uh, people asked, I, I did a movie with my brother and we're, we're as close as two people can be. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, maybe not as close. I but, um, yeah. Uh, it's, how it was, you're probably sick of answering this. Like, no, you not guys at all. Fight. No, no, no. This is this is actually the first interview I've done for this movie. Oh. So I'm still kind oh, of okay. Great. I'm hold- well, you'll get sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, we we absolutely love working together. This is I want to say maybe the fourth time we've worked together, but the second time in oh, this yeah. in this capacity where I've directed the her. rental. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we love it. We I mean it's it's funny because like when people ask that question, um kind of the the tone that they use when they're asking the question really really tells you a lot about how they imagine they... working with their own partner. Right. <laughs> and that's so true. there's a lot of people who are like, How was that? Yeah, and, I know, I know. <laughs> but we for whatever reason it just works great. And I, I guess it's it's because we just really Trust each other, and I and I think she's the greatest actress on the planet. And it's one of these things where, like, I've always known how good she was, but then when I was in this position where I was, you know, able to watch her every day for a month and just kind of like see what she can do, it's she's really special in the in the sense that she can just really kind of navigate back and forth between comedy and drama so seamlessly. And yeah, it's true. Yeah, and so. Truly, like it was it was so invaluable for so many reasons, like um, not only that she's just a great actress, but that just having this support system with me throughout where I remember like, you know, during the editing process, I was in the edit all day, every day. And when you're doing that, you can kind of lose sight of like what the movie is. You can get too far into it. And she would kind of stay back and then come into the edit bay like every like fresh eyes exactly and yeah. you know she knows this this movie as well as me and so in those instances instances she would like oh that's great kind of i would almost lean on her more than me because so she, she really had, directed it absolutely <laughs> um but you guys wrote it together yeah what, what was that process like and where did the where did the idea come from i some of this stuff felt like it might have been very true to life like in terms of her I mean, not that she was a nudist at one point, but like she actually was. <laughs> oh, oh, she was. Okay, all In right. I was onto something. Yeah. In a way, she. Yeah. So the the overall concept is not taken from our lives. We we did not have to crash a wedding to be together. But uh-huh. there's there's a lot of little examples throughout that are taken from either our lives or friends' lives. And wait, sorry, Dave. Just to contextualize, I just want to tell people that it's about a a woman who. Um, how would you say she's um, she's a workaholic. Oh, She's a workaholic she, Hollywood lady. Yes, she's, she's a, a she's a host of the show, and and it the show gets canceled. And I'm so bad at this. Usually, I'm going to try to be you. the host. Okay. So yeah, you have to practice. You're going to need to do this. <laughs> so I'll let you practice. She's uh, she's a workaholic. Um, yeah, she has a crisis with her job, so she goes to her hometown to kind of lick her wounds. And while she's there, she runs into an ex boyfriend who's kind of the one that got away. And they have this amazing whirlwind night, and she starts to think like, "Oh man, he might be the answer to my problems." You know, I went down this path where I was really focusing on work, and I I did not focus I on my relationships. On yes, yeah. exactly. And so right when she starts to feel that she finds out that he is getting married that weekend and she decides to stick around. Things get weird. Yeah. I like that you made the woman that he's mar- set to marry, like she's cool. Yeah. And she's like understanding. Yes. And um, 
It's not the typical, like, you know, because obviously there are, and you reference this in the movie, there mm-hmm. are my best friend's wedding, uh, obvious best friend's wedding sure. comparisons, but um, but uh, there's something, and I, I guess there's a little bit of that in that movie, but there's something about her that's so, uh, I, that you, you, you can kind of understand why those two might, might be together. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, this, the, the synopsis that I just said, it's like, I've kind of done this with both of the movies that I've directed where the concept on paper might sound mm-hmm. like something familiar. And it's one of these things where I've, I, you, you got to trust me when I say like everything, everything I do, my main intention is I want to try to bring something original or unique that people haven't seen before. And so with this I one, trust you. <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> no, it's true. I've seen it too. So it's like, it's, it goes it, in a direction that you think you may have seen yes. and then it's, it, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we try to do that like within the execution where like every twist and turn, the characters themselves, the music, everything we mm-hmm. are, you know, we're, we're using what we know and love about the genre to kind of lead the audience down a certain path and then hopefully trying to pull the rug from under pull them. the rug yes. out. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the music, I was thinking how the fuck I can't imagine getting a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. There's some of these other I and mean, there's so many great songs. There's so many great musical cues. Mm-hmm. How did you get that Bob Dylan song? That's, I mean, that's part. You're of the, friends with Bob, sure. Yeah, that's that's part of the perks of uh, working with Amazon. They got. They oh, got, <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. So right. they 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 really they threatened to pull his subscription if he didn't. <laughs> pretty much. I love Amazon. Uh, don't um, don't touch my subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they. I, I give them a lot of credit. I mean, we we really fought for a lot of these songs, and with oh, this, great. with every movie, but especially with these types of movies, like the song, it really sets the tone. The song yeah, set the tone, yeah. and we we have well, these. Well, at least they really believe in the movie. Yes, totally. totally. That's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I searched high and low for Dave Franco on social media, and I cannot find him. However, the movie is currently on Amazon, and um, Dave Franco's spouse, Alison Brie, who was in the movie, as previously mentioned, can be found on Twitter at all lowercase A-L-I-S-O-N-B-R-I-E. So if you have any questions about the film, or um, I don't know. Actually, I'm, I'm not sure that she necessarily wants to be bothered with every detail that you'd like to know about the film, but if you did, that's where you could reach out to her. And uh, host Justin Long can be found on Twitter at all lowercase Justin Long, J-U-S-T-I-N-L-O-N-G. Christian Long is not on Twitter, but he is on Instagram under Poodollar72. That is all lowercase P-O-O-D-O-L-L-A-R, the numeral 7 and the numeral 2. And the show's website seems to be at wondery.fm, W-O-N-D-E-R-Y dot F-M, forward slash life is short. All one word, all lowercase. Next up, Cinenation from Cinenation. Its show description says, The Cinenation podcast analyzes the histories and tropes of the film genres and why we love them. Very short and to the point. The episode of Clipped is from February 2nd, 2023. It features a discussion about the film When Harry Met Sally from 1989. It's a very in-depth discussion and somehow manages to never be uninteresting, but it does help to be interested in the subject matter as I was. The episode description says, in quotes, You realize, of course, that we can never be friends, close quote, which is actually a quote from the film. For episode 250, Brandon and Thomas are starting their rom-com series with one of the best of all time, When Harry Met Sally. Listen as we discuss how the movie went from a basic idea to a classic of the genre. Short and to the point. Here's your clip. Today, to get here, we're talking about When Harry Met Sally, released in 1989, um, written by Nora Ephron and directed by Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, who we have talked about now 
three times on the show in the past year with his <laughs> movies, with Stand By Me, A Few Good Men, Now When Harry Met Sally. Three movies of his incredible five-movie run, and we've now talked about the first in the run, <laughs> the last in the run, and now we're hitting dead center of the run with When Harry Met Sally. All three vastly different movies. And the cast this movie includes Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, Carrie Fisher, Bruno Kirby. If you don't know what Harry Met Sally, it's basically it's two people who... They meet once, they hate each other, they meet twice, they still hate each other, they meet three times, and they become friends. And then soon enough, their love for one another's friends develops into something more, and they are tempted to explore a relationship, and when they try it, everything goes wrong. That's the movie. <laughs> um, and so, Thomas... This is one I know I think we've both seen many, many times over the years. Mm-hmm. So what's kind of your history when Harry met Sally? And can we be, are, are we going to be biased this this entire episode? Because I feel like I might be, <laughs> is the thing. But I think I'm in the right with my bias, is the thing. I, I, I So this one I, I came to probably a little bit later in my rom-com journey because it is R. So it was one okay. like I knew of. Um, but I probably didn't see until I was like 13 or 14 as opposed to when uh-huh. I was like eight getting dragged to uh, see Runaway Bride in theaters. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it was, so I had a very healthy respect for the genre at that point, but it was one that was always kind of built up as, as kind of being this big crossover. I used to, I, I think it was ABC used to do like a bunch of like AFI partner yes. ups. They do like yes. the greatest movie quotes of all time or yes. and the, 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 yeah, that, that was like 10 year run of AF. The, the first, it was the greatest movies. Then it became like the hundred greatest laughs of all time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the funniest comedies. scenes of all time. Yeah, I definitely yeah. had seen the deli scene like multiple times before I saw this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, by the time I saw it, I knew that it was kind of this critically respected rom-com and you know, it lives up to that. But, uh, you know, it was very familiar with, with, uh, Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal at that point. And, and then, yes, it's something I've revisited many, many times since then. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I definitely tr- I tried to watch it in a, in a more critical light this time. So we'll have some we'll have some discussions about that. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what you think of that, because it's one that I I, I kind of watch every year now. It's we've talked about this. Uh, I think we talked about our New Year's Eve episode on our New Year's Eve look back episode on Patreon of how like when Harry met Sally, I kind of say once, once you get november you're in when harry met sally season where you're mm-hmm. getting november Oct- or november december you're getting thanksgiving and christmas and then new year's eve and you kind of have all of that in the movie um and i know and, and i listened to the commentary for this and it was between rob reiner nor efron and billy crystal and how efron very specifically used holidays as part of the movie and that's now i think that's one one reason why the movies had such longevity is because of those holiday connections that people can put on around the holiday season. Oh, if this feels like a Christmas movie, this feels like a, a new year's Eve movie um, or a Thanksgiving film. Um, and Reiner talked about how those are good fence posts because it's also times where it shows you when you want to be around people. And it's also shows when you're not around people, you're the loneliest. It kind of can feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, this movie I, I probably came to in high school. Cause I, I, I feel like, like you said, I watched a lot of rom-coms growing up uh, with 
with a sister and a mom that we and we also just we went to a lot of movies. I went to a lot of movies growing up, and so it's like I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember seeing what what one want in theaters. I was mm-hmm. for some re- I for some reason saw it in theaters. I feel like I saw you've got mail in theaters. If not, that was a rental from Blockbuster because um, it was Tom Hanks. Um, but when Harry Met Sally, I think was high school, and I think this was one that was very influential influential to me especially as someone who wanted to be a writer where um i had dialogue was snappy um i thought it was really fun um i mean a big fan of rob reiner a big fan of nor efron um i feel like for a brief time in my life i saw myself as harry as his dark depressed <laughs> individual uh who would read the end of the book of, of a, a book he starts. So I, I would be afraid to, or I wouldn't want to die and not know the ending of this book, basically type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was, I was doing things that he did. And I feel like in my life, cause what I think is so great about Billy Crystal in this movie is he's like the king of just the comedic look, like the deadpan look in this movie where someone says something, he just kind of looks at them and then does like a turn. And I feel like I tried to do that a lot in my life is the thing <laughs> thinking I was Billy Crystal as Harry Burns in this movie. But, but yeah, so I really love this film and it, it is hard coming into it and trying to think critically of it. But I, I, I'm going to do my best here um, because I think this time, this time I noticed when watching it, I, I noticed how, uh, efficient the movie is like how like the 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 editing of that the film is very um it's fast-paced it's in and out of scenes usually fairly quickly um and i so someone asked reiner like oh like what does harry and and uh sally do like we never see them like working and like talking about their jobs because oh no they talk about that i just didn't shoot it yeah (laughs) because that wasn't interesting um and so they very much keep it in the kind of love storyline. So I had a devil of a time finding the hosts on Twitter, but I did actually manage to do that. However, I would like to say you can find the show on Facebook at Cinenation, which I will spell once and then leave you to be able to do that later. It's C-I-N-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. And then on Instagram, it's all lowercase Cinenation, same spelling as before, podcast, all one word, Cinenation podcast. On Twitter, it's... Uh, Cinenation Pod. Now, in this case, the C is uppercase. The N in this, um, well, I'll just spell it. Capital C-I-N-E, capital N-A-T-I-O-N, and then capital P-O-D. On TikTok, it's all lowercase Cinenation, same as before. And if you want to reach out to them through email, you can get them at Podcast at gmail.com. They also have episodes up on YouTube. And after a bit of digging, I found host Brandon and Thomas. Their last names are not that easy to find, but I did manage to find it because if you listen to the episodes, uh, it's Brandon Sparks. It can be found on Twitter at Brandon Sparks 33. That is all lowercase B-R-A-N-D-O-N-S-P-A-R-K-S, the numeral three and the numeral three again. And host Thomas Horton can be found on Twitter at here's a who, and that is capital H-E-A-R-S underscore A underscore capital W-H-O. And any other links that I may not have mentioned, and or perhaps all the ones I did, can be found at their link tree, which is at 
all lowercase l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash and then synonation podcast all one word all lowercase this portion of succotash is brought to you by henderson's breakaway trousers for the first time available to the public henderson's breakaway trousers are the ideal solution for you whether you are a man suffering from weak bladder syndrome or premature ejaculation How many times have you been running late for that important business meeting only to find that your bratty bladder doesn't care about snaps, buttons, zippers, and belts? And who hasn't been on that date of a lifetime with that hottie that everyone wants to bang? You'd like to make a good showing, but gosh darn it, those pesky spermatozoa want out, and they want out now. Friends, when you're sporting a pair of Henderson's breakaway trousers... You've got the confidence to know that you'll be down to nothing in no time at all. And before you can say, Jack Robinson, it's bombs away and you're good to go. Originally designed for the military, the theater, and penitentiary, penitentiary, jails, Henderson's breakaway trousers are available online and wherever fine pants are sold. Available soon in women's styles, too. That's Henderson Breakaway Trousers. And now back to more of Suckatash. Thank you again, Bill Haywatt, and uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Finally tonight, Hilo with Emrata, which is from, it says here, Hilo colon Talkback. Its show description says, Hi, I'm Emrata, also known as Emily Ratajkowski. Maybe you know me from my work as an actress or model, or maybe you've read my best-selling book, My Body. I'm interested in marrying everything high and lowbrow by talking pop culture and happenings that may seem frivolous in a way that raises big questions. On this podcast, I'll be talking everything from politics, philosophy, and feminism to sex, TikTok, and relationships. Every Tuesday, I'll host intimate conversations with special guests, including celebs, incredible authors, close friends, and people I admire. In the week's second episode, I'll talk about whatever is happening in the world and what it's making me think about, including anecdotes, personal opinions, and ideally, some thought-provoking questions. Finally, you can subscribe to a third exclusive episode each week where you get to be part of the show. I'll go through your comments and answer your DMs. My hope is that this series will be a place where you can come to have fun and take part in thoughtful discourse. I've chosen a clip of the show from February 6th, 2023, with guest Amber Rose. The episode description says... Amber Rose rose to prominence through several high-profile relationships with famous rappers, but she has a whole lot more to say than gossip and rehash their history. Today we discuss how she has reclaimed the labels slut and bitch through her event Slut Walk, how she's raising her sons to respect women, classism, feminism, and racism, and what she wants to see happen with men and women when it comes to fighting misogyny. When you came in, you're like, I want to talk about being an atheist. I think... The cool thing is that you can just like not even have to put a label on what you believe. You know, that's my whole thing. Like I, I have the children's Bible for my kids. Like I was going to say, how are you raising your boys? Yeah, they can. Be- I, I don't force anything on them. Right. So like Sebastian's best friend, Sean, he goes to a Catholic school. So when he comes over on the weekend for sleepovers, he'll pray before he eats. Wow. And Sebastian will pray with him. And I just let him pray. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not going to say, why are you praying? Who are you praying to? Right. I just do whatever makes him feel comfortable. Yeah. And well, then as he gets older, he can figure it out. 
also when you're trying to force something on your child, it's almost like the cursing thing. Like if you make it so that it's like no cursing or like you can't pray or whatever, then your kid's going to be especially like, what the hell, you know? Yeah. Well, that's why I feel like religion is abusive to children. It's the same thing. Because it's brainwashing. It is. Yeah. Like you're essentially telling your child that they have to live by certain rules or they'll burn in a lake of fire. Like, yeah, that sounds abusive as hell. It's abusive to me. That's yeah. how I feel. So That was your experience with it? Yeah, guilt. Mm-hmm. For so much like shame and being guilt. Being a human. Yeah. And again, that's how it started. That's when I had questions and then I realized I don't believe in any of this bullshit, especially mm-hmm. the Bible. You wrote a book called How to Be a Bad Bitch. Yes. And I've been saying that I'm in my bitch era because I'm like finally single and I'm 31 and I'm a mom and I'm just like doing my thing. Yeah. And I love using the word bitch. I think it's like a reclaiming of a word that has been used as an insult in such a way. Is that how you feel about it? Oh, yeah. 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 Just like all the derogatory. I mean, like I'm a self-proclaimed slut and I like don't have sex. You don't have sex? No, I hate sex. Why do you hate sex? It's like, I'm just like, so it's so accessible. And I don't want a penis attached to like a person. You're like, I could do without that. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't want to deal with any toxicity. And I feel like nowadays everyone is toxic. I just don't want to deal with it. Men. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Women too, though. But For sure, of course. But men. yeah. 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 Word. I'm good. Yeah, I get it. I know a lot of young moms or like single moms who give up on relationships and I get it because it's so just even dating is so much work. And like I already have so much energy going to my own work, like supporting my life, whatever. And then also just being a mom that like going out on dates feels like excessive and unnecessary. But then I guess I'm, I'm kind of in your phase where I'm like, I have to like do it. Yeah. No, I'm not in that phase anymore. Mm. So how did you like transition? How did you get from that to being like, like going out all the time and like trying well, to stay with years it? years ago. Like, yeah. I just got out of a really, really shitty relationship. Um, and so now I'm not going to make the same mistake I did before. I'm just going to like, just focus on me and my kids. Like, I don't have to go and have a one up. I don't have to force yeah. myself to date people that I don't want to date. I I just don't, it's not real life. This whole shit, everything is so fake. I mean, how would you, how do you even meet guys? Like in your position, like, do you meet dudes? Are you on date? You're not on dating apps, obviously, but when you were- I am on a dating app. Oh, what? But I'm on Raya, which is for like, you know- I just joined Raya. Yeah. How do you like it? It's cute. It's all right. Yeah. You got to fluctuate the the age and like, Mm -hmm. you got to, you know, figure it out. But it's cool. Like I met some some cool people here and there, but I just don't I don't want anything. I just want to travel and work and be with my kids. Like honestly, that's all I want. Yeah, I know it's a weird thing. I think when you're younger, you don't even think about like what happiness is. You're just like I should be with someone and that'll make me happy. Right. But that's so not true. You can actually like totally make yourself happy. And especially when you have kids and if you have your own money. Right. Then like, what does a man offer? Exactly. And if you don't like sex, there's literally nothing. I mean, I like sex when I love someone. Yeah. I feel like I have, I don't have a heart left. I don't like my heart is just with my kids. I don't have enough to give to a relationship. Yeah. How long have you been single? 
only like three months. Okay, maybe. that's so fresh. Yeah. Damn. But a week later, he was in another relationship, you know? So again, for me, I don't feel like I need to do that. Of course. Well, I hate the game of like trying to one up the person and like, yeah, well, it's also exhausting. Right. Like if you're dead and if you're dedicating energy to that, I'm sorry, but you're not dedicating energy to your kids. Exactly. And that's, and like, what's the point? Like your kids will make you happy. Well, that's the thing, right? So like if you're mentally trying to heal, right, but you're still focusing on that person or trying to make that person upset you're still not working on yourself. Oh my God. I mean, my friend, she was like, oh damn, like you've been really getting your ex back. And I was like, it's so funny you say that because I'm not trying to, I'm just like living my life because I was responsible for that person for so long and thought about them so much. All I want to do is not have to consider them and think about them. So even when it comes to like getting them back, I'm like, that's exhausting. That would be me putting more energy towards them. Right. Why would I do that? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't focus your energy on somebody that just was not good for you. You just have to just let go. Yeah. And just do you. Yes. And that's ultimately how you're actually going to be happy. And if you actually are like the perk might be that maybe the like living well is the best revenge. You know? <laughs> right. Right. But you can't focus on that as the motivator. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Would you want more kids? Girl. Fuck no. Yeah. I too is impressive. I'm done. Now, on Twitter, the show might be at Hilo, which is one word, all lowercase, H-I-G-H-L-O-W. It doesn't have a picture on it. It might not be official, but it does say Hilo with Amrata, a new podcast launching 11-1. So I guess the first of November. Totally open to corrections and updates should more information come my way. Guest. Amber Rose can be reached on Twitter at The Real Amber Rose, capital D A, capital R E A L, capital A M B E R, capital R O S E, and the host, Emily Ratajkowski, can of course be found at all lowercase M Rata, E M R A T A. I would like to point out that Ms. Ratajkowski is the author of the New York Times bestseller, My Body, which was mentioned in the show description, which you can find by clicking on the aforementioned Twitter account, M Rata, or by hearing me say what it is right now and then typing it into your browser. So you can find it at smarturl.it, that is S-M-A-R-T-U-R-L dot I-T, forward slash mybodyemrata, which is capital M-Y, capital B-O-D-Y, capital E-M, capital R-A-T-A. Welcome to the end of this week's episode. Hey, did you hear that a chunk of the sun, quote, came off, unquote? No, really, it did something like that. I only read the news about it today. The source was a day old, so we're still here as of one day later. This episode will have posted about three days from now if the usual set of circumstances has occurred, and the following week, Mark Hershon will be back with episode 344, which I believe will be a chats episode if I remember what was said in episode 342 correctly. You know, between pandemics and natural disasters happening in this lifetime, at this point in time, I could really use a hug. Also, I just saw Encanto for the first time, and that was quite an emotional roller coaster. So, yeah, the hug thing. Maybe you aren't the hugging sort. No worries, you do you. Aside from all of that, the function of the show has always been to provide the listener with a window into some listening options that they might otherwise never have known they had. 
So I hope that I fulfilled that in a way you found interesting in any way, shape, or form, and that, as a result, you might listen again and or suggest us to others as an option for them to listen to. We would really appreciate that. We do this out of love. So once again, I've been Tyson Saner wishing you a happy Valentine's Day, asking you to consider visiting www.tysonsaner.com, thanking you for listening, imploring you to be decent to each other, and reminding you to please pass the Succotash. You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.